In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. When we sample, we don't just, you know, just sample it and just lay it and loop it. We can turn it back and make the end and the beginning, chop it up and make it sound like a totally different instrument being played. It's not actually stealing. It's like bringing back the old, old songs, making the old songs new again. Yeah. 
myself and I. It's just me, 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 myself and I. Welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. This is your Tuesday episode, and guess what, folks? That's right. It's another Valentine's Day. Or what Carl and Lindsay call the Bone Zone. Yeah! (laughs) We have the Summer House premiere tonight, and so today we have a very special guest. We have the one, the only, Carl Radke. That's right. That's right. The lover boy, or the former lover boy, uh... (laughs) himself is here. I talked to him on Friday morning. We'll get to that in a second. And then we're going to do a full recap of the premiere of Summer House. Now, I just want to remind everybody up top, I've been warning, threatening, that I will be doing the remainder of the recaps for Summer House over on the Patreon. Um, it's not a, it's not meant to be a punishment for anybody. But we're going to do it over there. Uh, we got a really solid group of Patreon people and I wanted to do this special for them, but I wanted to give you guys a little taste. Like I said, just like a pusher, just like a pusher would. Uh, and we'll see. I mean, it, it was, it was a slower episode. I've warned you. I told you guys, if you've been listening, that it is a slower episode and there was tinges of sadness, sadness to it. Which really kind of, for me, I was like, yeah, I'm used to sadness. Yeah, let's, I like, I kind of know what, I know what Kyle's going through. I know what Carl's going through. But I do miss the insanity. We'll get more into that in the recap. Uh, but Valentine's Day, what are we doing? What are we, who, who are we asking out? Are we going on a big date? Are we doing a Galentine's Day? I did a cameo uh, for these girls at a Galentine's Day party. And then I've been thinking about, since I did it, what is, like, what is, what, what's go, what goes down at a Galentine's Day party? We've never had a dude in time. What, 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 is it a guy in time? How do, do guys have like an all guy Valentine? I don't even know. But the Galentine's Day, I that's a fairly new concept for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm Alf. Like I just came down from Melmac, the planet, and I don't know how the, the world, the earth, the humanly world works. Because I, I, I was like, I don't think I know Galentine's Day at all. It's fascinating, but I hope everybody is having a uh, a good Valentine's Day. I hope you know you are loved, um, and and if you're not with somebody, that might be for the best right now because it's it's also pretty sweet hanging out by yourself sometimes. And and we're all friends here. You got all of us, so don't worry about that crap. But if you you are in love, good, keep it to yourself. <laughs> just, hey, I don't want to know about it. Keep it to yourself, man. Um, no, in fact, I, I just hope everybody does have a great Valentine's Day. Okay, uh, a couple of things. Well, we did it, folks. We have scared Rihanna into ever performing ever again. <laughs> we truly have this really... Like right now, I think in pop culture, one of our greatest exports right now is making things miserable. We are the embodiment of Ben Affleck at the Grammys right now. We are becoming insanely picky and I include myself in that mix, folks. I am not above anybody, but it is wild. It is wild. I, I'm i truly wondering if we will ever agree again unanimously about anything, ever. It really is that kind of weird thing where you're like, man, once again, I do have to point out, none of us had to pay for that Rihanna show. <laughs> that was 
completely free of charge. Um, but it is one of those wild things. I'm almost like starting a chart of like major pop culture moments for the year and what the vibe was. Like, did it was it a 70-30 split? Was it a 60-40 split in terms of people liking it and disliking it? And it's really wild. I just want there to be one thing. I would even settle for an 80-20 split or a 90-10. If we got a 90-10 on something, I'd be like, that's unanimous almost. Um, uh, our friend Bethany Frankel, you know her as uh, from that failed HBO Max show, show The Big Shot with Bethany Frank. No, she was on Roni and then she... We're going to talk more about this on Thursday's episode with Bethany. I just want to... Th- Every time I'm like, you know what? I want to work really hard someday so I'll, I'll be rich. No, I want to work really hard so someday I'll be rich. Not like I'll work hard someday. I'm already feeling... Anyways, I she makes being rich seem miserable. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I wanted to point out to everybody. There seems to be a couple common themes with this show or even things that I realize as I talk about all of these things is that, you know... Stars, housewives, reality stars, musicians, all of these things, it's not aspirational anymore. Just remember, like these people, a lot of them are truly miserable people. Like nothing will be able to fill the hole ever. You know what I'm saying? So that way you will get Bethany. Like my thing is, if I had maybe even a million dollars, I would be hard pre- like unless I had to do it for work specifically, I don't know if I'd be rushing to be on TikTok with every thought. You know what I'm saying? Like and 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 with with Bethany, it seems like she's running to TikTok with every thought. And I find it will be interesting when Bryn, her daughter, gets a little older, because I imagine they're going to be fighting over the same Wi-Fi signal. And Bryn's going to be actually at that age where, you know, you're going to you should be making TikToks potentially. And she's going to have to compete with her mom for the TikTok TikTok crown in the house. But it's like I always thought I always had this false assumption that if you were rich, it made everything okay. Like everything went away. You would just be happy. And we see now that that is just not the case. There is just something broken and there always feels like this hole you're filling up. And I only say this just even, I mean, because it's, you can compare that to yourself. You can compare that to your friends. Like there's, there's that, that kind of thing. So I just want to say to you and to myself that we're okay. Like we, we don't need we don't need the stardom or the, you know, we can be miserable all by ourselves. We don't need all of this. So don't ever look at this as aspirational stuff because I think we're really seeing in this day and age that it's not. And I hope we can get a good chuckle out of it and kind of keep our heads above water and uh, have our own opinions. Uh, I always say, though, remember that mine is the correct opinion. Um, but other than that, p- please feel free to have have your own as well. <laughs> so let's get into today. If you if you like these shows, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. And we're going to do that. And then we're going to come back and we're going to do the Summer House recap. And just know... I did this at 8.30 a.m. Friday morning after I had done a bunch of Van- that Vanderpump live show and then I did a Vanderpump recap for the show. And so I woke up super early uh, and I was very excited. And you could tell how excited I am in the beginning. And I was like, I did that, the Ryan thing. I was just, I was so excited. Um, so you'll hear a little bit of me going, just kind of, but 
There's a lot of good things that are mentioned in here. Now, uh, I was aware that Carl uh, and Loverboy had split. We mentioned Loverboy briefly. There are a couple things about uh, his wedding officiant. Uh, there's a couple really good bits in this interview. But Carl, I will say, it just seems like, you know, it seems like somebody that is really getting and has gotten their life together. And I don't want to say like... it. You know, like I, I was like even trying not to bring up things that were uh, not taboo, but I didn't want to like, uh, I wasn't looking for the gotcha kind of interview at all. And he would bring up, like he brought up Danielle, he brought up Loverboy, he brought up, you know, and I was like, wow, this guy's really kind of facing this stuff head on. And I think that's interesting is when you don't have anything to hide and it feels like Carl is at that place. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of this season pans out and especially for his relationship with Lindsay. Now, I do want to say this too. We'll get into this in the, the recap, but you know, you might have your opinions on Carl and Lindsay's relationship. But it does feel like a very real relationship. And it might not sometimes, you know, like I know they say babe too much. And I know all of this, you know, I know all of this. But at the same time, I do feel like this relationship is based with a really good foundation. Um, They really did start off as friends. And I think sometimes when you are deeply in love, there is a natural corniness that goes with it. And sometimes that can be a little cringy on TV. And I hope us teasing about that doesn't take away from their joy at all, because I feel like that is very real and it's going to be interesting to see. But like I've said many times, I'm like, I get scared when people are genuinely in love because I'm like, why would you want a reality show? You're going to mess it up. So we will see. But it looks like they're holding strong. They've already filmed the entire season and they're on Watch What Happens Live tonight. That's great. Also, just real quick before we get into Carl 2, I wanted to point out that mashup at the beginning had... um, had De La Soul in it. De La Soul is a rap group uh, that was uh, that I, I still, to me, means the world. When I was a kid growing up in Kansas, uh, in the late 80s and the 90s, De La Soul, their album, Three Feet High and Rising, came out in 1989, the same year that Batman did with Michael Keaton. And the hit Me, Myself, and I spent 17 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, this was a tape, a cassette tape, you guys. I'll explain what that is to the kids later, um, got passed around at my junior high and I got my hands on a copy and listen, I was a white kid in Kansas, but this music meant something to me. It gave me, I felt like I had a little soul, I had a little groove and it was because of De La Soul. And, uh, I was very dismayed to learn that yesterday, uh, uh, David Jolisor, J-O-L-I-C-O-E-U-R, uh, he's otherwise known as Trugoy the Dove. Uh, passed away at the age of 54. Uh, we don't know. Uh, we think it was natural causes, but they don't know for sure. Uh, you would also might know uh, De La Soul most recently if you follow the band Gorillaz, um, you know, with Feel Good Hank of like, ha, 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 hoo, hoo, uh, Anyways, I'm not going to do that. That's embarrassing and not a good tribute. But I just want to say uh, this show and, and myself, my life is uh, uh, based around reality shows, pop culture, but how much love I have for music and how much I love uh, I have uh, and will always have for this rap group and, and their music will last the test of time in my heart. And I just wanted to highlight that at the beginning of the show um, and uh, Trugoy the Dove, we will miss you very much. Uh, and okay, okay, that's done, but let's get into some fun stuff. Uh, what a... what. Really shifting gears here. Okay, 
Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, I knew him in another lifetime. Literally, we talk about that. Uh, the one and only from Summerhouse, Carl Radke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today we have, I, this is my Moby Dick. This is somebody I've been trying to get now for years. And the wild thing, you guys, is, and I don't know if he fully remembers this, is that I didn't even fully remember this. I know Carl from my past. Uh, you know him. You love him from Summerhouse. We've watched him grow. I always say on this show, he is the one shining example of somebody that actually has put the work in. We always talk about these people. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm becoming this better person. I'm, I'm a work in progress. But we've actually seen this person put in the work. It has been inspiring not only to me, but to everybody out there. But the scary thing is, you guys, I've played basketball with uh, Carl. Not good. I mean, we were uh, there was a team called Vipers Can't Lose back in the day. I've went on a party bus with Carl. I follow Carl on Facebook and I don't even know why I had him on Facebook. (laughs) But anyways, that's not important. The important part is Summerhouse Season 7 has premiered now. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, Carl Radke, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. The Vipers were so bad. They were good. <laughs> this is truly, I mean, Nick Wagner says a huge hello. Um, yes. and Love Nick. <laughs> by Love the way, Nick. I don't remember. I was saying, I, lo- I don't remember I talked to Nick in a while. I, I, lo- I love Nick, miss him. And uh, Joe, Joe, the other tall guy, um, <laughs> Joe Chandler. Yeah. They, Joe Chandler. Uh, yeah. They're producers and writers on American dad now, and they're, they're killing it. But uh, they reminded me that like, yeah, dude, you you like I was the really crappy guy that got kicked off Vipers and I had to give up my jersey for somebody better. And then uh, and then I looked on Facebook and I was like, wow, how did how did I follow Carl? Was this a Bravo thing? And it was like, no, you everybody hung out in a group for a couple of times. And, you know, you all followed each other on Facebook anyways. um, Congratulations on everything since Vipers. It looks like you've been on quite a journey and it's gone good. It's been quite the journey. Yeah, Nick Nick and I, we we worked at Criminal Minds on CBS. He was like, he was in the writer's room. I was at a, like a, an assistant for one of the other producers. And yeah, a long history. But no, it's been quite the journey. I, I've definitely had some people from my past kind of be like, is that the same Carl? Like, do you look a little different, older? You didn't. You didn't have the beard. You like you really grew into your look, even if I was like looking at pictures of you from season one to now. And it really does look intensely different. Yes. I well, I've, I mean, season one started filming in 2016 and I was 30 years old. I'm now 38 years old. So, you know, I've had kind of my formative years. I was a late bloomer and, you know, it kind of took a little bit to, to mature. Um, but also, <laughs> I'll say, you know, getting sober and that also helped my my appearance a little bit, too. <laughs> um just to blow up your ego even a little bit more, I have this productivity app that I got a couple of seasons ago when you started being productive. It's called Done. And I literally have Make, make Bed you, Like make Carl bed. as one of them. Make Bed Like Carl. Yeah. I have that every day. I woke up early today in Los Angeles, so I haven't started clicking off things. But you, I remember you going, you got to start with, you know, drink your water, make your bed, go work out. Um, are these things that you still live by every day? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of got to set yourself up for success when you start the morning. I know it's kind of cheesy and kind of ridiculous, but I'd, I'd read about it. Uh, a former military uh, general wrote a book and it's uh, his whole thing was making your bed in the morning. It like really established it. It's the first task you accomplish to start the day. Um, it's kind of sets yourself up for, you know, further. Six, it's it's simple, but it 
you know, just yeah, establishes well, that. But now that Lindsay and I live together and sleep together, we both make the bed in the morning together. So Carl, sometimes making the bed is the only thing I accomplish in the day now. Like that is pretty much it. Um, hey. Wait, so you're in you're in the actual apartment you share with Lindsay right now. She, right now. she potentially can, is in the other room. Like that we've is got some, we've got some, like a, a wall of stuff up here. You can kind of see some things. It, it's kind of our mixed mixed of our lives. Uh, but this is like the uh, I, I have an office guest bedroom that I'm in right now. So yeah, how has that how has that been the the move in situation? Because we see in the first episode you guys are living together. Um, the show will already have come out. This will be airing on Tuesday, and she actually surprises you with a nurse's outfit. Um, that, that's got to be one of the benefits of moving in. Has there been any negative aspects of learning to share your space? Well, yeah, I mean, it just she's incredibly organized and clean. I, I knew that about her prior to moving in. Um, but no, I mean, it just I think adjusting just to you know, when you got to go to the bathroom or you need some private time or, you know, just, you know, simple things, but no, we, we get along incredibly well. We, we, I love living with her. We have an amazing apartment, which you guys will see uh, on this season where we, we have a housewarming party uh, at our apartment, which, you know, would be cool for everybody to see, but no, it, she, I knew, you know, we knew so much about each other as friends. We lived in the same apartment yeah. building before. So I, I already knew kind of how she operated living and I was excited to to join forces. Um, we actually did see you commit to sobriety, commit to, I mean, you, you truly are kind of this, like I said, a shining example for how you can change your life in a positive way. And that's not to take away from any of the struggles that you currently have or face on a daily basis, but it's really nice to have that. And you're able to compare it with other examples, not only on this show, but on Bravo. How hard was it though, for you? I always say this, I'm like, I want Carl to come back, but I really just don't want to risk his. I'm always like, I don't want to risk his sobriety. I don't want to, you know, how scary is that for you coming into a season? And even this part of coming into promoting, possibly seeing yourself in memes, people talking about you and discussing your relationships with Kyle and the rest. How stressful is all of this for you? I mean, it's, it can be stressful. I mean, obviously having a few seasons under our belt, you know, you get kind of used to some of it, but you know, I, listen, I'm, I'm very grateful that I've been able to kind of overcome and be honest with myself about some of the challenges in my life, but it's, it's given me a new lease on, I think just being a part of summer house. I, I love showing the fact that you can still have a good time, still, you know, be social and not get crazily drunk. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I had to make some changes in my life because I was, you know, obviously in a very dark place, you know, when my brother passed away, um, which was kind of covered on season five. Yeah. You know, I really had to like, it was a huge, just shock in my life and a wake up call. And I really feel lucky that I've been able to kind of overcome that and, and still be able to participate in the show. And I, quite frankly, if I was still partying and drinking, I don't even think I'd be around to be on summer house. So when, when people ask me, you know, what's it like, is it hard being in the house sober? I'm like, no, like I, I, I wouldn't be able to be there if I was drinking. So that's, uh, yeah, no, I- it's been great. Well, I mean, it's been great. And they always say, or, you know, summer should be fun. And I was watching this premiere episode and there was an intensity to it. There's always an intensity to summer house, but there's always like this tinge of like four boxes, everybody's partying, everybody's doing their thing, but there was, and I know this isn't the entire season, but there was tinges of sadness, not from you, but weirdly from Kyle, we have Kyle doing solo scenes in the kitchen, which is one of the best things he does, but it's like, it's like all of a sudden he doesn't have anyone to party with, not just you, but anyone. And we see him just eating food and doing monologues and the normal Kyle thing. Um, was that interesting for you to watch or even how intense was that for you to kind of be around that energy? Because that's not even a you thing. It feels like a Kyle thing and you guys are so close. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, we I think we both came in this summer with some feelings about, you know, where our relationship was as friends, the business side of things. You know, I definitely, um, you know, was during the spring was just kind of getting to a point where I'm kind of questioning my future. What, you know, what does my career look like at Loverboy? Is this the best fit for me? Am I in the right role? Uh, Kyle and I did talk a little bit before the summer and kind of opened up that door. Just, But yeah, I mean, listen, we, we always had hoped to come to the summer house and on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like forget about work and party and have a good time. Um, but, you know, me being in a relationship, I, I've been focused on Lindsay and Kyle and I, we, our friendships just kind of taken a back seat with, with professional stuff and all that. So it, it's, it is sad to see Kyle kind of like, you know, in the kitchen by himself, not really having anybody, but, you know, I think you'll see throughout the season, you know, there is so much love between Kyle and I, and we still are able to have a good time. Um, but there was some conversations that kind of needed to happen. And unfortunately it kind of came to a head you know, in the summer, even the first weekend, you know, it's, I didn't, yeah, you, I mean, we, as, I didn't expect it to be as intense or as, as maybe difficult, but it certainly, it was. Cause it's someone I, I love Kyle. I care about the guy. We've been through so much together, but at the end of the day, like I've been through a lot of life changes and transition. I know he's married now and it's just, it's only natural for things to grow and evolve. It just, it, there's some growing pains in doing that. And he's a father of dogs now. I mean, he's everything's how, you know, but I, the first episode, uh, you guys have seen it by now is it really is you guys jump into this, you know, there's talk about lover boy and he's, you know, and it's these, it's funny for Bravo audiences because we are so used to, and we appreciate our friendships and especially our male bro friendships. It's like, no, it's so weird. We almost judge them harder than we do the female male relationships. It's like, you have this beautiful relationship with Lindsay, which we get to see so many examples in the first episode of how amazing. Amazing. That's going, but we're like, is Carl and Kyle broke up? Did they, are they okay? It, and you, I took it personally. I was like, I hope they get back together. I hope everything's okay. And you're saying that throughout the summer, we will get to see that and hopefully land on a positive note. Yeah. I mean, listen, Kyle, with any, I mean, we've really up until this season uh, have not really had a lot of conflict. You know, I've always, you know, Kyle and I've always had a bond and we've had each other's backs, you know, certainly, um, you know, throughout the last couple of seasons, he's been incredibly supportive, you know, after loss of my brother and then he was getting married and I was a big part of his wedding by officiating. And yeah, like there's so much love and respect there, but you know, there's, there's been things that are hard with the business and working with your friends isn't easy. And, you know, Lindsay and Amanda at odds sometimes has been challenging with, with our, you know, four, the four of us together. Um, but again, there's love between Amanda and Lindsay, so much love because we've done all this stuff together for so long. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you'll see how it, it kind of plays out and it's going to be hard to watch. I'm not going to lie, but you know, Kyle and I got dinner the other night and like you okay, said, okay, good, like we're, we're, okay, cool. like, we're, we're going to be fine. I, I love the, the guy. He's one of the most energetic, charismatic people. I know he's a lot of fun to, to party with. He, yeah, truly he, he really, but he's gotten a lot more, I think, sensitive in a, in a, in a way because of his dogs. Um, you know, you learn, I think you learn how to humble yourself a little bit with, you know, how you react to things. So he softened up a tiny bit because of the dogs. That's for sure. I just found, I found it funny that I was worrying more about your guys' relationship than you and Lindsay. Cause I was like, oh, you guys, you and Lindsay are great. You guys are fine. Like, well, we, I mean, speaking of the first episode though, we have a Maya uh, situation where were you surprised that Maya got so emotional in the fact of not being able to uh, talk to you or, or she says smoke a J or, or anything like that. And then we kind of get her perspective first and then we see Lindsay explain things and it's like, oh yeah. Like Lindsay's like kind of standing up for a dude. I like Maya a lot, but was that surprising to watch back for you? 
I mean, it, the, the whole thing was definitely a little surprising. I mean, I love Maya. Maya's been a, yeah. a great addition to our group. I, she's been uh, someone I leaned on the first summer she was there. I mean, we both were kind of feeling out, you know, different differences in the house. And she was someone uh, we were friends, you know, and after that season, you know, we hung out a few times with, with the group. Um, we would text here and there, but you know, this deep, deep bond friendship where we hung out all the time, like that, that wasn't really the case. So I was a little surprised to hear she was feeling the way she was. I know Lindsay and her had a conversation in, in Los Angeles, uh, during family feud, which, you know, was, was seen a little bit as uncomfortable for Maya, but Lindsay just kind of being calm and trying to just be like, Hey, like, I think it's a little weird yeah. that you're trying to hit up Carl without me in the loop. Uh, I also thought it was a little strange. Like I was in another Uber with Andrea and Alex leaving family feud. And I get a text from Maya. <laughs> she's in the car with Lindsay. It just was kind of strange. We were, I don't know. I just kind of assumed it would all kind of fade away and we'd walk into the summer and everything would be fine. Um, but I will say Maya and Lindsay, they, they talked through everything. Maya was actually a very good support system throughout the rest of the summer this year, because she kind of was able to look at both sides. Like she would obviously hear some of the other girls talking she would also ask our opinions and hear our perspective. And that's that's exactly what we're hoping for is not just this one-sided thing. And she was very open-minded and supportive. So, I mean, listen, I love Maya. Uh, we love her cookies. Um, I love Maya too. Like that was, I, I was shocked to see those scenes and she got really emotional yeah. and I was like, no, no. And I mean, it, it, I, uh, there's no issues with Maya at all. I just thought it was interesting kind of uh, thing to hit on the first episode. Um, yeah. How tired of you uh, how tired are you of like um uh people asking how many sandwiches have you made for Lindsay? and uh i mean is it funny how many things go along these seasons now that we pick it's, up on and we keep shouting out at you it, it's it's unbelievable um i'm not sick of the sandwich i mean it's funny my response to the sandwiches is i i i always say like i make i make her full meals not just sandwiches um, you know, she, <laughs> yes, <you're right. laughs> she, you know, we, we were at some, we were at some lover boy events, uh, this last year and, you know, it was just me and Lindsay at a, we were in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and a woman brought like this long Italian sub to the meet and greet with her and gave us the sandwich. We've had more than one occasion where people have brought sandwiches to like, you know, meet and greets or events we've done. Uh, I mean, listen, the best, the best, uh, medicine is to laugh about it. It is an iconic moment where she's yelling. It wasn't actually at <laughs> me. It was at Stravi. Um, but if you were, if you were, go back to season four, her other iconic don't activate me was actually in response to me being a total asshole to her. Oh, oh, so, we, 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 we remember Carl. Like, so I guess I'm, the I'm fact that you guys did this, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think there's any other, do we get any other Lindsay isms this season or now when you're in a conversation with Lindsay and there aren't cameras there and you're like, damn, that would have been good on camera. Like, I mean, is there, I mean, if you even have an argument, do you then look at it through a reality show lens of like, damn, I'm so glad three cameras aren't here right now. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I think sometimes it's nice to have some, some privacy, you know, we put it all out there, but yeah, Lin Lindsay's whole, I mean, she makes me laugh all the time and it could she be makes me like, yeah. You know, obviously when she's she's emotional and she has her voice and I I love when she gets, you know, passionate. But yeah, I mean, listen, she's she has a lot of funny commentary. Um, and I, you know, when we're having maybe some difficult moments, I'm also sometimes very glad we're not on camera because it's just hard to navigate. You know, we're we're humans. We have our, our differences sometimes, but we are, you know, we're very happy. We work hard at our relationship. Um, but yeah, I'm, maybe there maybe there will be some iconic lines this season. It's you don't really know until after like it comes out, like in the moment, no one's ever been like, 
oh, that don't activate me is going to be like a thing. <laughs> I just, knew, yeah. I just knew she was really pissed off and like about to like, you know, start a fight. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to back off now. I think it's different for the Bravo audiences to see an actual relationship built on friendship. We always have like one night stands or things like that, that don't last. And now this combined with you becoming this kind of better, uh, more productive person in so many ways of your life has been a really interesting, like I keep saying, I think it's one of the shining examples on Bravo of things done in a potentially right way. You might sacrifice short-term fun for long-term happiness, but it's really, really refreshing to see. Um, some of the thoughts on the first episode of people that weren't there. Um, I really, do you play guitar and build the fire at all? Cause Luke is sorely missed. I just need somebody I, strumming a guitar. I, I wish we had a guitar actually. Um, there's not, there's not a guitar. I can, I used to play like Weezer Wonderwall or Weezer or like Oasis Wonderwall in college uh, on the guitar. Uh, but I, I am happy to report. I do build fires. I love, I, I take okay. over the rings for, uh, for Luke. Um, it's, it's going to be a different season because it's Kyle and I, and then Chris, who's a new, new friend of ours. Yeah. The, the group. And then it's just the three guys. And then we'll have an, a, I think some other appearances you might yeah, I think see. Craig and Corey come in there from what we've seen of the previews. What are your thoughts on, uh, Craig and page, by the way, you know, you've had a relationship with Peg page for these past couple of seasons now watching her get in a relationship and somebody that's actually in Bravo uh, dealing with some of the th same things you guys are dealing with. What has that been like? And have you noticed it's changed Paige in any way? Yeah. I mean, listen, we, I've always, I'm a huge fan of Paige. Obviously we have a, a friendship and a, a lot of a bond over the, the last five, six, she's been on five or six seasons now. And yeah, like I'm, I'm happy as hell for her and Craig. I think they make each other happy. They're, they look perfect for each other. Um, we had a, a fortunate uh, thing to go to the MTV Awards in June, uh, where Paige was there with Craig and Lindsay and I were there together and we sat at the same table. And it was just fun to be kind of in this like cool environment and world where we're, we're peers and we're in this, you know, kind of being celebrated for being, you know, a reality show that people love. Um, no, I'm, I, I love those two. I think they're, they're a great couple. I mean, I, I know it's going to be hard for them to navigate the Bravo you know, she's probably doing Southern Charm again this season. Uh, obviously, they've been a big part of Winter House. You know, it's it's hard. So I think there's a lot more understanding of like the, you know, when you're a couple in Bravo, you like I, you've always felt for Kyle and Amanda. I've always felt, you know, bad in some ways because it's it's hard when you put it all out there and they've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like, you know, Paige's journey this summer. I mean, I wasn't privy to all the conversations, but, you know, Craig did come and we had a lot of fun actually this summer. There wasn't like it was the previous summer when Craig and Austin. <laughs> it was well, yeah, much, I mean, you, much lighter. I mean, dude, last season was insane on yeah. so many ways. And it wasn't like, obviously it wasn't you and stuff like that, but watching Austin do what he, he was in full Austin mode and a certain time of his life. And Craig, I mean, and speaking of that on Winterhouse, you guys pop by. What's it like though, to get set up in those situations where all of a sudden Lindsay's having to, you're having to hear potential rumors about Austin and all of this stuff. I can't imagine how uncomfortable that is to do on camera. Is it as uncomfortable as we possibly think it is to have to deal with those things and say the right things in those moments? And especially when you have a relationship with Austin. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's human nature to feel maybe some uncomfort just with difficult things but i you know Lindsay and i've always had a very open dialogue i kind of i knew she after kyle and amanda's wedding went back to his room and they just passed out they're very close and friends i didn't have any concerns um no i mean listen there's certain aspects sometimes you you wish you may have said said something different or held your ground harder but you know i i think 
a part of being in my sobriety is where I'm, I'm a little more calm, a little more thoughtful and try to listen and understand. And I think that's given me some, a lot of latitude to, you know, try and be hear both sides and not get too worked up. You know, I understand, you know, we're, what we're doing here. We're making a TV show and you need to talk about things. Um, but yeah, I, but we, all, I, we also want it to be based in reality. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's, you need to separate stuff and, you know, kind of go, okay, like I know this is a little bit overwhelming, but you know, it is what it is. I, I try to be open-minded about it and not let, there's certainly been things in, in the way past that like really were, were difficult, but something like this, it's like, I believe Lindsay, I, I trust her. I know there's some shit stirring and some pot stirring. And that's just kind of the nature of some of these shows sometimes. So you've never had to slam Austin against a wall. No. And honestly, <laughs> I, I, I've, you know, listen, I, I know, I know what it's like to be one of the, one of the, bo- one of the fuck boys on Bravo. Um, <laughs> and it's, it, listen, I know, I think Austin, you know, has a good heart. He, he certainly is. He's, he's a good guy. I think he's definitely, you know, he's navigating his, his maturity and growth on a couple different shows, which yeah. is not easy. Um, but I, uh, I, I love, I love Austin. I think he'll, 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 he'll make some progress. And we've talked like personally, just like giving him some thoughts about my own journey and where I'm at and how I've been able to kind of navigate stuff. But he's, he's a human being, man. He's, he's made mistakes, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm, hoping, we, I'm, hoping that, for, I'm hoping for Austin, like 6.0 to come out. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, I got about eight more minutes with you. Okay. What do you hope people come away from uh season seven with, what do you hope? Uh, and what, I mean, what did you come away with this season? With. I mean, I hope once I think the audience will really understand, I think more about Kyle and I, the friendship, the the business side, I think you're going to really, you know, you're going to learn a lot more about the Danielle and Lindsay aspect of things. I think it's, it was difficult and complicated, but my ultimate hope at the end of this season is that we all get together at the reunion and we all just hug it out, chop it up and like move on. Cause I think there's so much love between you know, the core group. And we've had so much fun, man. We've had a ton of incredible parties. We've seen and, it. Yeah. And it's just, it'd be, it'd be crazy not to, to be optimistic about, you know, people coming back together. And I don't think Lindsay and Danielle are done forever. I think they, they can maybe come to an understanding at some point and, and reconvene. I know Kyle and I are, are we're an okay place. Like we're, we're going to be fine. Um, but most importantly, <laughs> I think the biggest, the biggest thing this season though, is you're going to get, you're going to see me propose to Lindsay, which I'm really excited about. What are you kidding me? We no, I mean we kind of see. I mean that's that you opened up two lines of questions that I was kind of scared to was the Danielle and the marriage. But would you consider showing your wedding on Bravo like we saw Kyle and Amanda's? Will we get a Carl Lindsay wedding on this show or even a spinoff series? I thought you guys were doing a spinoff series when you went overseas. In fact, I was like, dude, they're shooting a sh- travel show. I know they are, and that wasn't the case because you you met up with one of the producers. You met up with Ian, I think. And stuff. So I was we like, no, they're totally shooting. I listen, we've, that would be an amazing thing to do. It's like a travel show, but no, I mean, listen, we've Lindsay and I've been on from day one and you've seen a lot of different aspects of our lives and the journey we've been on different relationships, different you know, career changes. It would be crazy not to see us actually get married on camera. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. Bravo is going to want to film our wedding. Um, you know, I, <laughs> you're, bank, you're banking on it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want them there, but listen, I mean, the audience, it would be crazy. Like you get to see our engagement, you get to see like us all the way to this point, And then all of a sudden to not see the, the wedding day on camera, I think would be a little, you know, disservice to the audience. So we're fully open to doing that. We've talked to some of the, you know, producer people about, you know, what we're thinking and planning. Um, you know, we're looking at maybe 
you know, like uh, nine months from now, like November, um, we're still working out some details on the venue and stuff, but yeah, like it's, we're, we're moving full force with planning the wedding and hopefully the cameras will be there. Would you consider having Kyle officiate? Uh, I thought, I've thought about it, but it's not, not a shade at him. I, I think we're, yeah, there's no like rule of like, if I officiate your wedding, you got to officiate mine. <laughs> That's um, a law, dude. That's a law that's at the, the law. summer house. That is the law of the summer house. No, I want him to be a part of it in some capacity, but I think we're we're still talking about the officiant stuff. I mean, Captain Lee was a was a, a name that's has been brought up. He's a very dear friend and a mentor to me. We've we actually got uh, lunch with him in in uh, Fort Lauderdale on, on Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving, Lindsay and I. So we got we built more of a face relationship with him, and he might be. No, someone we that love could, that relationship relationship you know you guys know of his, his relationship with captain lee and in fact this week we heard the rumor i don't know if it's true that he might not be on uh below deck anymore which would just be insanely horrible i hope that's not true even though i think it might be but the relationship you guys have formed is really kind of this beautiful one and i love how he speaks about you it's always with such admiration and respect and it's cool that you guys have carried that over into uh fully real life and not just reality show life yeah he's and he's been someone you know i i've looked up to him even before i knew him him. Um, his little quips and one-liners uh, remind me of like my grandfather or my dad. Um, but he, he kind of took me under his arm. And, you know, when, when my brother had passed, he reached out to me. I, I didn't, you know, know he was going to do that, but it was really over. It was really touching for him to do that. And we started a, a FaceTime relationship from there. And I've really leaned on him just in some of these transitions and dealing with grief and, you know, the passing of my brother that was so public on the show. He's been just an unbelievable support. And then Oh, by the way, he's like a Bravo legend, you know, and I have a lot of respect for the males. You know, obviously Bravo is known for a lot of these amazing women and iconic housewives. But, you know, there's some amazing Bravo males. And I think Captain Lee's at the top of the totem pole, who's just a really good man. He's he brings a lot to hit that show. And he's, you know, been doing it for maybe 12 or 13 seasons. So it, it would be sad to hear if he's moving on. But uh, maybe we can get him to visit the summer house this season coming up if we do. I, I, I also love that he's potentially one of the captains of your life now. And, uh, but also I saw him at BravoCon, you guys. And I said this, it was like, it was so refreshing. Like I saw him like off, you know, not being on and he was with his wife and he was treating his wife. Like she was this queen. Like he does even talking about her on the show. And I was like, dude, this guy truly is in love with this one. And it was just yeah. the cutest thing. To, I mean, now it's creepy that I'm saying I just watched them, but it was the cutest thing <laughs> to watch them. Like, and they were like still madly in love, it seemed like. And that was just, that wasn't at the actual convention. It was just, they were having coffee or something. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, okay. Uh, finally, the Danielle thing, you said that is a work in progress, but I know you're friends with Danielle too. So we do see some movement potentially on that this season because we still don't know what all of this is about. Yeah, you'll you'll learn more about I think just things that Danielle is feeling and then things that Lindsay you know kind of encountered. Um, yeah, it's it, listen, it's tough. I mean, obviously when you get into a, a serious relationship and Danielle was with Robert, you know, it, like things change a little bit. And I had always embraced you know the change, and you know sometimes change can be polarizing and, and challenging. Um, but you know Danielle and Lindsay have had they've had so much history together. They are best friends, and I know. Uh, they both, you know, are feeling certain ways, but I think ultimately, you know, the audience will see kind of how it plays out. I'm just more putting it out in the, the universe. I'm hoping that, you know, they can come together at some point and, and hash it out. Like, I don't think it's You're like you and Kyle for us. Like we want you guys to be okay at the end of the day, yeah. but we also realize you have real life situations that we don't fully know about. Uh, last two questions. What are you doing tonight? And what does the summer house smell like 
uh, after a big party. It's got to, sm- it's just feels like it smells like a wreck. Yeah. I, well, I'll start tonight. Me and Lindsay are going to, um, it's actually, we're going to go on a little date night after we're doing a live podcast for page six. Um, oh, not, oh, Danny and uh, Evan. I love Evan. those guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be on that with uh, Melissa and Joe Gorga and Dolores and <laughs> oh, uh, Paul, I believe. And then Gert, Gertie and another, uh, her husband. So it'll be a nice mix. Um, we'll be with some friends, but yeah, like we're excited about the podcast, but then your last question, which is what does the summer house smell like? Um, I mean, it, at times it literally smells like, like bacon, like lover, <laughs> bacon, lover boy, and like sweat, <laughs> sweat and like, all, and then the girls do smell good. So you get like the mix of like, like a, a nice perfume and then just like straight like old old lover boy <laughs> oh man and when alex was there it was a lot of ground turkey as well um uh <laughs> carl thank you so much for being here you truly are a hero and a shining example and somebody that actually personally does inspire me uh, that's not a joke you guys have heard me say it on the show many times uh please tell Lindsay i said hello she was on the show once and showed me her journal her seven-year uh plan that she had showed once on the show and now you are part of her uh her future and her life and that is so really cool to see from the friendship carl radke Go support this season of Summer House. It starts a little sad, but I know it is going to get so, so good. So it'll get good. We are here and, for the Lindsay journey. does say hello. She She's in the other room and she wanted me to make sure I told you that she says hi. She's a big, big fan of you. Uh, thank you, Carl. I really Thanks. appreciate today. Appreciate it, Ryan. Have a good one, man. And tell, tell Nick and Joe I said what's up. Basketball buddies. Carl Radke, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Could you tell my excitement? Oh, wow. What a man. What a man. And you know what the funny thing was? He had a full beard when I uh, when I interviewed him that morning at 8.30 in the morning. And then he did this page six thing that he was talking about uh, at the end of the, the episode, a live show. And he had shaved it, but it already looked like he had a five o'clock shadow. This guy must grow hair just on a dime. Like that that's like a metahuman power, I think. So uh, let's get into this. This is a recap of uh, Summer House, the season premiere. Now, I want to remind you once again, this is this first taste is for free. The rest will be behind a paywall. I'm just like Robin from Potomac. It's going to be patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. For a couple bucks a month, you'll get access to over 300 episodes that you have potentially never heard. They really haven't been on the actual feed, but uh, uh, so it's great. We do live events over there, the whole shebang. It's a nice little strong community that's growing and growing like a fungus. And I say that in a great way, not the last of us kind of way. So go join today. There's going to be video and audio over on the old Patreon. Okay, so I hope Carl is not listening any longer. I hope he didn't listen to that interview. Uh, okay, is Carl gone? Okay, this and this is what I've been hinting at for a couple weeks. I saw this. I saw the premiere a couple weeks ago, and uh, I saw it the same night as I saw the Vanderpump Rules premiere. And listen, like I'm so flipping jazzed to have gotten any of these premieres from Bravo, and I'm so excited and. What I will say positively is is that if you see the trailer for the entire season, it looks like it gets so much more fun and dramatic in a very specific way. We did not see that tonight. <laughs> we can we agree? Listen, these guys are like family to me at this point. That's how deranged my thinking is, but it's true. And I will say, not the most exciting first episode, but 
listen, these producers and stuff like that, they do know what they're doing and they wouldn't just like go, okay, we're starting off with a bang. This is our bang. No, literally like, I mean, like five or six people didn't even, they weren't even there. Also, I mean, what up with that? Like I, we've done that. Like I remember a couple seasons ago, Luke wasn't there. Remember when Hannah was on and he came later and uh, I thought that was weird. And he brought Sierra. That was the, the, the season that Sierra was introduced. And I always kind of like, what else you guys got going that you can't show up on the first weekend of filming? Like, yeah, no, I can't make the Hamptons. Yeah, they're going to be free booze and food. Yeah, I can't do that. Stay in the Hamptons, film, be on TV. No, man, I got I got stuff. Like, what? Like, clear your stuff. You do get paid for this. I, I feel like this is a producer thing of they're telling people to hang back because they don't want to start the drama immediately, potentially. That's just a theory in my head. So we don't have Danielle this episode. We don't have Sierra this episode. Uh, now, the bad news right up top, we know that Luke Gulbranson is there and is not there. And also, Andrea, look at my abs. I'm Andrea. Look at my washboard sexy abs. I'm Andrea. He's the nicest flipping dude ever. And Luke is the nicest flipping dude ever. He's been on So Bad It's Good like three times. I, I, he's just a great dude. And... I got to tell you, man, like Carl, thankfully in that interview told me that he makes fires this summer, but Carl, who plays the music? Who strums the guitar? That's Luke's job, man. Who taps the trees for maple syrup? Even though I don't think that can be done in the Hamptons. It's only a winter house thing, but come on. You couldn't throw, you couldn't throw us a bone and have Luke there. Listen, I'm a creature of habit and you're taking, you're ripping away my hab habit and you, you put in these new people and no offense, new people, Gabby, Chris, Sam, you all seem very nice. I don't know you very well, so I don't have a lot to go on. But listen, I've told you, I've told you guys how upset I am about change. And then you do this to me. I have trust issues already, Summerhouse, and you do this to me. I'm unstable as it is. And then you th so I can't really tell you about the new people. Like there's some, there's some little moments I'll talk about, but we'll see. And that's what, that's what's upsetting is that we really don't know specifically where this season. I mean, we know a couple of base things like Danielle and Lindsay's relationship goes south. And I think Carl has some stuff to do with that as well. We know Carl and Kyle get into it about Loverboy. And we know uh, Carl is no longer with Loverboy, even though he is still an investor and he is, you know, very, uh, he wants that business to do well for himself and for Kyle and Amanda. So we know that happens. Uh, we know Craig shows up with Paige and I think kind of forces her a little bit into taking the relationship potentially more seriously. We know that happens. I don't know really what happens with Sierra. We know Corey, Craig's friend that wears the pearl necklace. <laughs> he, he comes at some point. There's a lot of ifs. And as an older dude, I will say this. I don't know if I want to watch my sad life on TV. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want I want people to get shit can wasted and make bad decisions. And that's something wrong with me. But what I saw tonight, you know, male friendships breaking up because people are moving into relationships and all of this stuff. I've seen that in my own life. And like, it's not it's, it's sad. And so I felt this, I kept telling the audience, I was like, Ugh, it's a little sad. And who knows if you guys thought it was sad. I just, from my perspective, I was like, I've been there, man. <laughs> and, then, and then your friends start having kids, dude. And you're like in the desert, man. You're 
this in the desert walking alone, man. <laughs> you know, like these shows are my kids, sadly enough. And I, 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 you know, Kyle alone in the kitchen, like Kyle does. I mean, I want to see a one man show of just called Kyle in the summer house kitchen. And he just gets progressively drunker during the one man show. And I would, I mean, I would watch, I love that. But then, you know, there's this innate sadness and you're like, oh man, he's got to grow up. Really? Why does he? Can we have at least one person that doesn't grow up? I mean, we all have to grow up. Why does he have to grow up? I understand that. It's like, you got to fight for your right to party, Kyle. I'm there with you, dude. But it doesn't seem anybody in the summer house wants to party yet. And that's what worries me. We're all too cozy. We're all just like, yep, we're going to Barry's boot camp tomorrow. There's an actual real Marine. He gets up and goes running. He goes, you know what? It's going to skip the Barry's boot camp. Just going to take a huge, humongous jog. Like what? Take a huge, humongous shot of tequila, bro. Throw up somewhere in the summer house. Like, please, please do it for me. Maya didn't even make any cookies for the love of God. Maya looked really cute with the blonde hair, didn't she? But we will talk about that Lindsay moment as well. So those were my initial thoughts going in, and I've now seen this a couple times, and I'm just, I don't know if I can ever be happy, you guys. I don't know what, I don't know what it would do, but it just, it didn't grab me the way other seasons have grabbed me. But I love this show so much that I think this is part of a master plan, and they are going to ramp up each week, and we're going to fall in love with these newer characters, and I think probably by the sixth episode, I'm going to be like, I need to have Chris on, I need to have Sam on, I need to have Gabby on, I'll get all excited, and that's what I love. It's just that we are creatures of habit, and we fight what we don't know, we resist it, and I think potentially that's where my mind is a little bit, but... Listen, I'm going to watch this regardless. I'll go down with this ship. But I don't I think we're good. I think we just got to let let it go and then I think we'll look back on this season after we've fallen in love and love with all the new people and look back and hopefully like, "Oh, the first episode actually is good now that I know those people." Who knows? We'll see how this stuff ages. Um, but I'm trying to be overall positive about that. Um should we dive? Okay, but I will say, I just, I miss Luke and I miss Andrea. I mean, you could have just given us that. I don't know why you cut Luke. It doesn't make complete sense to me. And especially when you add so many women and then you only add Chris as a new dude, that doesn't make sense. And then I'm like, are they playing like psychological games with the inhabitants of the summer house? Are the producers playing psychological warfare games where they're like, we're going to only have three dudes and two of them are with ladies. Chris will fight for every woman in the house. Like, you know, like, I'm like, you know, because obviously they have some some kind of big drawing board where they're drawing out characters' names. You don't think they're like, wait a sec, hey, hey, you guys, I'm counting like a billion girls and only three dudes. Does that count right? And they're like, yeah. Should we add another dude? Nah, I think we'll just go with this. They, they can't be this haphazard. There's just no way. If you're a producer on Summer House, please call me, please. I don't even have to record it. I just want to know for personal, uh, personal use. Um... And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Like, well, okay, let's just get into it. So Summer House, Season 7, Episode 1. And to take you back to Season 1, Episode 1, I talked about this on Instagram today, I uh, is that I remember this. It was the same thing they did for Vanderpump Rules. They snuck it into a two-hour episode of Beverly Hills. And then the second episode was a backdoor pilot for Vanderpump Rules. And I was livid then. And I fought watching Vanderpump Rules for years. And it turned out... I was wrong. Vanderpump Rules is one of the greatest reality shows in history. Summer House, the same thing. I love Vanderpump Rules at this point. 
I think I'm going to sit down to watch a two-hour episode of Vanderpump Rules in 2017. All of a sudden, Stassi and a couple of the other Vanderpumpers are at the summer house with this douchebag Kyle Cook. And all of a sudden, Kyle's getting wasted and he's hitting on Stassi in a hot tub. And she's wearing like a turtleneck and he calls her Steve Jobs. And I'm like, who is this dickwad? And I do the same mistake, you guys. I don't watch Summer House for those first two seasons. And I just want to tell you, I'm mainly right about everything, but I have been wrong a couple of times, and this was it. Summer House is uh, one of the most enjoyable shows that I've found on Bravo, and I just find it funny. I just don't, it's like, that's I'm a creature of habit. I don't like to be fooled. And if you're going to tell me I'm going to watch two hours of my favorite show, which was at the time Vanderpump Rules, then I want to see two hours of Vanderpump Rules. I want to see two hours of Jack's lying to people, period. And if you renege on that and then introduce me to some new guy in a hot tub, I'm not, I'm not there for it. It's like if Summer House did that like this season and all of a sudden I think I'm going to watch a two hour Summer House and then they like go to like some club and it's like a spinoff called Douche Club. You know, here's Randy, the employee at Douche Club. And then I have to spend an hour with this new guy, Randy. No, thank you. I might like Randy further down the line and the whole series of Douche Club. But if you try to jam Douche Club down my throat, I'm not going to buy it ever. Just be upfront with me. Just say, hey, we're doing this two hour episode. The last hour we're trying to launch this other show, Douche Club. Which, by the way, now that I keep saying Douche Club, I think it's silly. But at the same time, Milf Island's on TLC. Nobody ever thought there would be a show called Milf Island. Why can't we have Douche Club? Damn it. That producer uh, from Summer House, if you do call me, let's talk about Douche Club. Hey, guys, we will be back to that discussion in just one second. Uh, I believe we were just talking about there being too much. And uh, I want to talk about our sponsor this week which is just enough. It, I, I wish there was too much of this because it is genuinely a product that I now love. Uh, our, our, our sponsor this week is our friends over at Factor. This is a food delivery service that is just has been perfect for me. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple examples of why, because I mean, it's healthy, it's nutritional, and also it's already pre-cooked. I just have to put it in a microwave. Um, I want to tell you something. When I started this new year, uh, we all always have like goals for ourselves, right? Uh, if you just listened to even the show most recently this past week, I was talking about my struggles right now with my weight. Uh, I'm working out. And I was talking to my my trainer, which I'm lucky enough to have a trainer, but we were talking about nutrition goals. And it's so funny because um, I said, listen, I don't think I'm eating correctly. I think um, I, I need somebody to take this uh the, the guessing game out of this for me. I just need something that I can like put in there that I know this is good for me and this is the right amount of calories and nutrition and stuff like that. And I, I'm not even kidding when he recommended Factor and I was like, oh dude, that is hysterical because they are going to be one of my sponsors. And he was like, no way. Um, so the other story I wanted to tell about Factor really quick is that I did get to try them a month ago when I was at my parents' place and we ordered a bunch of keto meals from them, which they have tons of meals. But my mom, you know, like it was perfect because my mom was going through her first round of chemo and we were all able to eat the meals that they get. And it was like this nice, warm, prepared meal that we were all able to enjoy. Um, unfortunately, I had to share with my parents. So they got me off my nutrition plan. So I'm actually buying this with my own uh, my own moolah because it is kind of perfect for what I'm trying to do with my health goals now. 
but Factor is there to help you achieve every one of them. You can fuel up fast with ready-to-eat, nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving your time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. You can get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. A lot of us are too busy to cook. And with Factor, you skip that trip to the grocery store, you skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Uh, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Two minutes. So all you have to do is just heat and enjoy. And this doesn't even matter what kind of lifestyle you have. Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live it to the fullest. They got keto, they got calorie smart, they got vegan plus veggie, and they also have protein plus options on the menu each week. Now, each week you can go and they'll kind of map out the whole month of what they have. These are some of the things that you can choose from. You got sun-dried tomato chicken with zucchini noodles, which is keto and protein plus. You got ranch baked chicken with cheesy broccoli rice and roasted mushrooms. That's keto and protein plus. You got black pepper and sage pork shop pork chop with smoked cheddar Brussels sprouts and creamy broccoli, which is also keto and protein plus. Uh, You got creamy Parmesan chicken with broccoli and tomatoes. These are all different options. And guess what? It changes each week. So there's always something new and exciting to look forward to. Like I'm already looking into March and they got turkey chili and zucchini. Uh, They got jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. I mean, it really is cool and so many options so you don't get bored with what you eat. There's 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options so there's always something new to try plus you can round out these meals which is so cool you can round them out with like an assortment of 36 plus sweets smoothies juices and like satisfying add-ons like that and you can cut back on the takeout so that saves money there you just get factor instead it's cheaper than takeout. So you eat vegan or veggie. It's a snap. Each meal, like I said, prepared by chefs and dietitians. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals. Enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So here is the deal. Head to factormeals.com. That's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash so bad 50. And use code SOBAD5050 to get 50% off your first box. That's code SOBAD50 at factormeals.com slash SOBAD50 to get 50% off your first box. I mean, that's it's worth trying it and seeing if it... Listen, I don't like... I wish everything was free. I wish my trainer was free. But it's like sometimes I have to actually invest in things that are, that are going to help me in the long run, if that makes sense. So why not give it a shot? I know I am giving it a shot. So let me know if you do too. Um, and we, we can be factor friends. <laughs> okay, you guys. Oh, also, I'll put all that information in the show notes as well. So you can hit the link in there too, if you forget what I said right here. So we start off... And I'm all like, fuck yeah, summer house. And we start off with a green screen and this is summer 2022. And we see like Lindsay and the green screen and we see the four boxes. By the way, the four boxes, thank God they kept the four boxes. If they got rid of Luke, Andrea and the four boxes, I would have been livid. But it was like, plink, 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 plink. And we see the scenes from this year's, you know, episodes that we're about to see. And we see Danielle crying a lot and it says two months earlier. And uh, we see a lot of scenes which, you know. We'll see throughout the season. And then it says two months earlier when New York City, you guys, and we hear Lindsay go, oh, babe, babe, babe. And Carl 
he swaggers in from the other room with a sugar-free Red Bull during the day. And it's like, dude, this dude is fully sober and drinking a sugar-free Red Bull. That is intensity, folks. That is so. And in fact, I, sh- I wish I had Carl Batches. I'd be like, sugar-free Red Bull. Why during the day? He's like, well, what's up with during the day? And uh, we see that they've moved in with each other. And Carl enters this guest room and we see a cardboard cutout of Lindsay Hubbard, which I'm like, that's. I think every room needs to, to, I still have that childish notion where I wish I could go out and buy cardboard cutouts. And I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, can I make cardboard cutouts at Kinko's? I bet I could. But then I was like, I think I've reached, I probably couldn't go in there and like, I'm going to get a Jax Taylor cutout and not have people question me at Kinko's. Anyways, uh, it says underneath Carl's, uh, it says Carl sales business development, but it doesn't say lover boy executive, which I found interesting. Lindsay comes out of the closet in a sexy nurse's outfit and he's like whoa babe whoa whoa hot tamale he didn't say that but that's what his vibe was and she goes this is a hospital where we not only break hearts but we mend them and she's like swinging a stethoscope around like very sexy and then she hops on top of him and she goes i'm nurse hard palpitations like heart palpitations and then the talking head Lindsay goes carl and i just moved in with each other two weeks ago and i'm like what is this for real is this happening i just fell in love with my best friend (laughs) she's very amped up and why wouldn't you be because not many people fall in love with their best friends so it's it's really intense to watch as it probably was just really intense to watch me do that but you know she truly is in love with her best friend and uh because she's like uh I'm living the rom-com movie in real life. And this is the kind of excitement I want from my Netflix films. I mean, that Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon bomb that just yours, mine, and Hell's Place or whatever that movie just called that came out. I mean, they have like less chemistry than, you know, I'm trying to, I mean, people that don't have chemistry. That's who who it is. They have no chemistry. But Lindsay, this is the kind of energy I want out of my Netflix rom-coms. And then Lindsay's like to Carl, she's like lying on top of him on the bed. She's like, I'm not wearing any underwear. And he goes, what? And she goes, yeah, check it out. And he goes, baby. (laughs) I always want to interview the cameraman at that point of like, what was that weird when Lindsay said she wasn't wearing underwear and Carl checked and he was like, baby. Anyways, we cut to Kyle. They're packing up a Beamer and uh, they get on the road to get to the Hamptons. And Kyle's like, bleep. He says a dirty word for penis. He's like, bleep sucker to a guy cutting him off. And uh, Amanda's like, don't cut him off, babe. And then uh, Kyle's like, don't cut me off, man. But that's like, he does an Italian accent. I don't know what I just did. And then Amanda's like, babe, anytime you do an accent, it comes off as offensive. Uh, Talking head, Kyle goes, everyone says I'm immature, but this is the summer I grow up. But I still want to have a massive summer. He's like, my friend Chris, your friend Sam's coming, Amanda. Paige has a friend coming. That's really unspecific, Kyle. I was like, what? I mean, it just feels like I could have came if I wanted. Like, is it really that haphazard? We then cut to Paige picking up Gabby, who's a fashion editor on the streets of New York. And Paige goes, I met Gabby at a, like a dinner and we got drunk and she told me about her, my horoscope. And I think that's how she meets all her friends. <laughs> and then uh, Gabby lets us know that she's a Taurus son. Uh, she's a Leo rising and she's a Scorpio moon. And you guys, she's a general mess. She says, 
<laughs> classic. Uh, uh, I'm a Taurus and I'm a cancer rising. You guys, I was, I'm told I'm a cancer rising and I haven't really bothered. It's one of those things. If I ever get to prison, I'm going to really spend a lot of time learning astrology finally. Cause I really am interested in it. I just don't have time. Um, but she just says she's a general mess, but planetary, that's how she came out. I always say this with astrology though, is that like, how can we trust our doctors to, I just don't buy that birth certificate. Like doctors are like, we specifically, it's like when summer house puts up nine thirteen PM. I always say like, did the, ex- like, did the producer go, Randy, give me, I love using the word name, Randy, Randy, give me a time right now, uh, sir, nine thirteen PM. Okay. Write it down. We're going to put it up on screen. I mean, is it, it always makes me laugh in summer house, but I feel like doctors like will fudge by five minutes on everybody. Like, are they really like clock it or are they kind of haphazard about it of like, Oh fuck. What time did Ryan come out? Like, I remember, I think it was like 30 minutes ago, but I'm not sure. Like, so how can we sure, how can we really be sure that our horoscopes are accurate if this is what we're going by? Anyways, Paige is telling Gabby, she's like, yeah, it's a good group. It's a good group. And then we cut to Carl and Lindsay. They're in the car and they're just laughing because they love each other. And they're wearing matching outfits. And Lindsay's like, I like matching with you. And Carl goes, we're a match made. They're doing fun, uh, annoying little couple things. And we cut back to Gabby. And Gabby to Paige is like, is everyone coupling up? And Paige is like, Kyle and Amanda have been like the stable uh, gr- stable couple. And they've been in the home forever. Carl and Lindsay have just started a date at the end of the summer. And then we cut to Carl- Lindsay in the car eating Carl's finger. Uh, not literally. Just like one of those, like, you know, like lovey-dovey, you know? Like that's how love in love they are where they're like, I want to smush your face and eat it. That kind of love. Like, I want to eat all your phalanges, babe. And then uh, Paige, that's Gabby, like Maya's dating this guy named Oliver, who we met last season. And then Paige is like, the great thing about long distance is like, do I have a boyfriend? Which, you know, Craig's like, babe, would you, babe, would you say on Summer House? I just heard you on the premiere say, you don't have a boyfriend? <laughs> um and uh, then Paige goes, I'm a Scorpio and he's an Aquarius. So it's like the best sex I ever had. Even when we do fight, I know I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and listen, I will always say Paige, I've said this every season I've recapped. She is, she's funny in a way. And she knows her way around a talking head and she knows she's being funny. But sometimes it's like, okay. Also, the thought of Craig Conover and her having the best sex of Paige's life weirds me out. I don't know if I feel comfortable hearing that at all uh, for so many reasons. Like, just <laughs> Craig just drilling, <laughs> just drilling away. Babe, put the pillows under here. <laughs> Anyways, I also like that Paige is so confident. She's like, I know I'm not going anywhere. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great. 
Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We cut to the Hamptons and Kyle and Amanda pull up. And this is when I was like so thrilled because one of my favorite parts of the summer house is when they pull up for the weekend and they see all the boxes, like the Amazon boxes and stuff at the front door. And I'm like, no fucking way. I get Amazon boxes too. Just like the summer house, man. Let's turn it off. Summers are supposed to be fun. And Amanda reads it and goes, looky, looky for Kyle Cookie. And he's like, oh, my lover boys. Uh, We go into the summer house, same as the summer house from last season, but there's a new couch, you guys. Welcome to the new couch. His name's Bobby. No, it's just a couch. And Kyle's like, let's go look at the bedrooms, babe. They have a gym now, but it's not like fancy. It just looks like a couple weights and a little mat. Uh, There's a sitting room. And then Kyle goes, the Hamptons, old money, but older laws. And then he says some kind of bullshit that I feel like this is another kind of weird, a really weird thing that I will tell you my theory in a second. He's like, it's zoned for five bedrooms, not nine. I got the call yesterday. Four bedrooms are not usable. So I guess it's like, welcome to camp. Okay. So you're telling me a day before everybody gets there that they're taking away four of the bedrooms? And they're just like, oh, the producer's like, fuck, we didn't even realize. Oh, my God, we're so disorganized this season. We lost a lot of the cast, and now we've, like, lost rooms. What are we going to do, dude? I feel like they did this on purpose to try to bubble drama more and try to, like, get people more on top of each other instead of, you know, like, you know, you'd always have Paige and Sierra or Paige and Hannah or Paige and Amanda laying in a bed. And now I feel like they're like, okay, shit, if uh, we're going to get paid and somebody else laying in bed, why don't we jam them all in a room so they can all lay in one bed and then we'll have like five person scenes when they're all just laying in bed because sometimes the two person laying in bed scenes are less active and less fulfilling potentially. Um, But this zone for five bedrooms, not nine, how would they, wouldn't they have known that last season? Wouldn't that have been a bigger thing immediately? Also, I just wanted to point out, I still also thought that COVID season a couple of seasons ago when they were in a different house. And remember, like the first like couple weeks, the stove didn't work when they were working out of there as well. And it kind of was like, did they not fix the stove on purpose so they could like do inventive ways to make food together? Like that's how deep my paranoia runs now, where I just assume everything is a setup for some kind of bit in a reality show. Anyways, the, it comes up on screen 8, 11 p.m. 
We meet our new, uh, another new cast member, Chris. He's a photographer. Uh, I found out he's a photographer for pornography. No, I don't know what he's a photographer for, but he's a very smiley guy. Uh, it says, cut to 8.32 p.m., Paige and Gabby pull up. And uh, Kyle tells Chris, he's like, yo, we're going to be outnumbered this summer, but good for you. There, uh, there might be as many as eight girls. And Chris is like... <laughs> I like those odds. And I'm like, oh boy, Chris. Uh, Chris lets us know he grew up in Florida and he first moved to New York. He was no partying, man. It was all work mode, which I'm like, how do you all work mode being a photographer? But he was all work mode. And then he's like, I realize you need to go out and enjoy yourself. I've never done a Hamptons house share or a house share in general or a house or a general. I'm like, We get it, Chris. You're, you're here. And then Paige comes in. And tells Gabby, oh, we used to have a really nice Italian man that would carry your bags and give you compliments at the same time. But he found love, which is Andrea. <sighs> Miss him so bad. Um, everybody's doing that intro, like, hi, hi, hug, hug, hug. You know, and Paige tells Chris he smells nice. Everybody's hugging. And then Kyle goes, you guys, there's a bedroom issue. Dun, dun, dun. And then Amanda's like, well, Danielle's bedroom is locked, which I don't even know what that meant either. Like, they're like, Danielle's like, you better lock that fucking bedroom. You, nobody better set foot in that bedroom. Like, why was Danielle's bedroom locked? Did anybody explain that? Or was that one of the zoned off rooms? And I just, anyways. And Gabby goes, how is this even a law? And I was like, Gabby, you're right. Because it's probably not a law. And then Paige goes, how dare they do this? This is disgusting. Also, I just thought about that. Paige is in that shared room with all the women. When Craig comes in there, I bet Craig just sleeps in there with all the girls. Do you think Craig potentially does humpy hump with Paige in front of the... No, that's gross. Um, Kyle and Amanda's old room, they converted it to a big room. You know the room that they had from last... You guys know the room? Of course you guys know. We're all losers. Um, I said winners. And, um, so they're going to put four girls in that room. And Amanda says, uh, oh my God, why can't I be one of the girls in this room? And it was kind of this small moment, but it did, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're at like some kind of party or something like that. And you see all of your like friends that aren't coupled up and you're like, oh man, just for that moment, I miss, I miss being single. I'd really love to, to sleep in here with the girls or the guys. Um, Sierra and Danielle won't be there this weekend, so let's worry about it later, Paige says. Maya comes in without cookies, but a bottle of tequila. I like Maya. She's blonde now, very pretty. Um, they're all talking, and Paige says, has anyone talked to Lindsay or Kyle? And Kyle's like, uh, to Chris, he's like, dude, uh, have I told you about Carl and Lindsay? It's like, sparks flew, love's in the air, been best friends with them forever. And, uh, Kyle in a talking head's like, oh, I'm excited to have a couple you know, I'm excited to have another couple in the house, to be honest, like, you know, less eyes on me, which is kind of like, right. Like, and by the way, Kyle was on the show a couple weeks ago on So Bad It's Good. And I got to say, I really liked him on Traders, at, um, the the Peacock show. And I, I really, like, Kyle operates at a very high level. And that's why I think he does like to cut loose as hard as he does. But he does think about every move. He might come off as a party dude, but he is very aware of everything. Um, then Kyle tells Chris, he's like, man, but they came into the winter house for like a weekend and it was awkward. Most awkward weekend of winter house by leaps and bounds. And they had Austin in there. Um, Kyle in the talking head goes, I take the mood and the vibe very seriously. So I don't know what to expect. There's a lot of people on Bravo right now and life in general, just talking about mood and vibe all this time. I wish everybody would stop it. 
let's just talk about like, I take pe- I take enjoyment very seriously, like the mood and the vibe. Like, what are we hippies? Come on, man. Mood and the vibe. Maya says, um, oh guys, Lindsay's mad at me and doesn't want me to have a relationship with Carl, by the way. She said, I wanted Carl in a sexual way. Um, we find out that they haven't spoken since family feud. They, yeah, yeah. Summer house did an episode of family feud. Um, I guess before they filmed and you can watch that on TV right now. And we find out that they're, they're in a feud after the family feud. So a family feud, it's very inception and said, Maya goes, I was very upset to lose. And I was in the car with Lindsay and the guys were riding in a car together. You guys heard Carl talk about it earlier. And, uh, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I'm going to go back to the hotel. I just texted Carl. Maybe we'll smoke a J. And we find out that Maya uh, has smoked some J's joints with Carl Radke. And Lindsay's like, wait, you did what in the car? And uh, Lindsay told Maya that she wasn't respecting the boundaries of their relationship. And uh, Maya's like, well, I'm not the girl to want him like that, which I do believe. I do believe. Um So then she goes on to say, they've had a long friendship, Carl and Lindsay, but I also built a relationship with Carl too. And we saw those flashbacks to the moments last season that Carl and Maya shared because they both were the people that went to bed early. Um, And in a talking head, Maya goes, I don't think I should be penalized for texting a friend. A friend. Now, this is... This is, I think, where age pops into this. I think it's where the lifestyle and the reality, all of that kind of comes to a head. And it's coming to a head for Kyle and Carl, too, because when you start to grow up, when you start to pull away in certain ways, it's not a pulling away, but there's a natural pulling away because you're actually doing things that help your life, but potentially hurt aspects of your life, you know? So it sucks, too, because I've been, I have a group of friends like this. I mean, we, I had the Coachella crew that I went to. I mean, it's, it sucks, like, but there's only so much time on this earth, right? And you want to spend it... I don't know. That's why I'm saying this 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 season of Summer House. I hope it doesn't stay like this, where it's like I'm face. It's making me face actual life lessons in my own life. Um, so uh, Maya shouldn't be penalized for texting a friend, but Maya should also realize that things have changed. And if you're talking about smoking weed with a dude, and that dude's in a relationship with somebody that you know, yeah, that's really kind of awkward already. Not to mention the fact that we find out that Carl was struggling with his sobriety during this time. So Lindsay, in effect, was kind of standing up for him, being his guard, if you will. So Lindsay gets a lot of flack for a lot of things, and I understand why. But in this instance, I feel like Lindsay actually was protecting her dude. But we're so used to seeing Lindsay get activated about a bunch of things that it's easy to write off Lindsay as a bitch sometimes, you know? And I think that's unfair, but I understand why people sometimes think that. Um, and then Maya goes, yeah. And then one minute later, she asked if we were good. And I was like, you just came for my life. And Amanda kind of makes fun of that in the corner of like, oh my God, yeah. And like, obviously, it just feels like even since that reunion last time that I've told you about, like that little comment that Amanda made backstage to Paige and Sierra, it doesn't feel like Amanda, hopefully they've mended fences, Amanda and Lindsay, but I feel like there's some overall tension potentially. I could be wrong. Uh, We cut to the new girl coming in. Her name is Sam. She just turned 25. She lives in New York, but she grew up in New Jersey. Her dream was to work at Cosmo. She was also a dancer. Uh, Uh, then she got a journalism degree and then at 
she moved into the city and at 18, she had a career ending knee injury. I guess she couldn't be a dancer anymore. And Paige is like, it's my own fault. I did tell her to tell me, I did tell her to say, tell me everything. It was a talking head. Cause Paige was like, tell me about yourself. And then, um, then Sam goes, yeah. And then I immediately started writing at Cosmo and then Paige lights up. I was like, what? You work for Cosmo? I'm going to be nice to you now. Like, it is so funny when, like, you can tell Paige wants something. She's like, okay, got to be nice for her for the rest of the summer. Like, you could just tell in that moment. Anyways, uh, Sam goes on to let us know she's a New York stereotype. She works hard. She plays hard. She gets 10,000 steps before 10 a.m. And then she works 10 hours, then off to dinner, then off to the club till 3 a.m. And then start all over. (laughs) I got to tell you, Sam, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like the 10,000 before 10 a.m. How dare you? Sometimes I get 10,000 in a month. No, that's not true. But like 10,000 before 10 a.m. This overachiever, I don't like it. I don't like overachievers. And I won't watch them. That is my, that is, I will not watch overachievers this summer. Thankfully, I think this was exaggerated because she's not one of the people that went to work out on Saturday morning. She stayed behind. And I was like, let me see your Fitbit now, Sam. Is it 10,000? We're at 10 a.m. I don't think it is. So now it's 9.13 p.m. Carl and Lindsay pull up. Sam is out there and the new girl, she meets him. And and by the way, there's just something weird. There's a weird overall vibe. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of stuck in the mud a lot of the times. And I was like, get get out of this mud pit. Shift out. Let's start some shit. Um, Kyle sees Carl and Lindsay's matching outfit. And you can tell he's like, whoa, oh, shit, man. Um, and Lindsay goes, oh, the drive took us a hundred hours. They're all hugging. Lindsay hugs Maya. Like nothing's wrong. She's like, I like the blonde. Is that like a new summer thing? Paige in the talking heads. Like I texted Lindsay. I don't care about anything we've ever thought about. And like, that's a sign of my maturity. They tell him about the five bedroom situation. And Kyle's like, Oh man, it's like summer house 2012. <laughs> don't know what that fully means, but, and Kyle says, uh, Hey, um, how are you? Uh, Wait, Kyle says, hey, how are you fucking while they're sleeping? I don't know what, I don't know, I don't remember that line, but that's what I wrote. Um, Lindsay's like, oh my God, there's three dudes and you and, there's you and Chris. And Lindsay's like, oh my God, there's a hundred girls and three dudes. And Carl goes, damn, I wanted some cool guys to hang out with. It's like, man, it's been a long road trip. And he's like, no offense to you, Kyle. And Kyle's like, what? You know, you could tell Kyle was bummed by that comment. And uh, we find out in this talking head from Kyle, he goes, lately it's been rocky trying to, um, no, sorry, Carl says this. He goes, lately it's been rocky trying to figure out if Loverboy is for me. So this is the first time we hear about the potential issues of Loverboy. So right here, in, in, you know, the first half of the show, we know that there's going to be an issue. We, you know, right here, we know that Carl's probably not going to be at Loverboy at some point. Because you don't say this on the first episode. And they don't put it in in the first episode. I have a feeling we'll probably see Carl leave Loverboy by the third episode. Or I feel it'll be fairly early. And I do feel that we will see their relationship course correct in some form. I hope so. And it's one of those things. Isn't it funny? Like we always... And it's the same thing with relationships too, even in our personal lives. Is that we... We attach ourselves to these things. We want people. I feel like that's why at the end of the day, we are all genuinely good at some point, even though I really question you guys about a lot of the Rihanna comments I read last night, is that we want people to be together and stay together and have friendships. And we want people to understand each other. And, and you know, we, we I don't know. I think there's something really good 
about wanting people to really stay friends and stuff, but people naturally grow apart. And especially on reality shows, because already the environment is not real. It's a reality show, but like, honestly, at a certain age, Kyle's almost 40 and you're still going to a summer house. Like, it's awesome because I love to watch it, but it's like that thing when Vanderpump rules, when they pretended they still worked at the bar. I mean, how is that real life at all? We are not meant to hang out with the barbacks we did when we did when we were in our 20s, you know, in our 20s. So that's the thing is that you're already dealing with sort of an unrealistic environment at a certain point. And that's why I feel like they do try to get the younger cast in there. I just am kind of confused of like, these are the people you picked. No offense to the new cast members. I'm sure I'm going to eventually love them. But I just felt there would be some kind of like, as they call them, bombshells, like on Love Island, where it'd be like, oh, shit, that dude's a mess. And I, we don't have that. So I'm like, if we're going to pass the baton to a younger generation of summer house goers, this is the this is the plant. This is who we go go with. So I'm I'm trusting casting. We will find out. And I'm sorry if any of the new people do listen to any of this. No offense to you. I'm sure you guys will get really good. Um, Kyle goes, hey, little announcement, real quick. I propose we have a nighttime pool party. And I think Ivan was like, really? Like this doesn't sound like this doesn't seem like a nighttime pool party vibe at all. This seems like kind of like an eating chips in the kitchen vibe. And listening to maybe some James Taylor. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting. Anyways, they're grilling uh, kebabs, you guys. This is actual dialogue. This is what I'm telling. It's slow. Uh, Somebody asks Carl, what are we eating? And he goes, "Uh, kebabs. And then the guy goes, burgers. And and Carl goes, kebabs. That's actual dialogue. That was actually like two, three minutes, a kebab scene. Um, Lindsay... uh, Paige says, Lindsay doesn't drink to Sam because the girls are now in the kitchen. And Lindsay goes, no, I do. We get a flashback to Winter House where Lindsay said she was not drinking. And everybody really thought that worked well for her. They were like, dude, Lindsay should stay not drinking. She's really great. Lindsay tells the ladies, she's like, "Ah, I was five months sober. And then I was like with my Aunt Rhonda. And I wanted to have a glass of wine with my aunt. So now I drink, but I I don't black out. And Sam's like, okay. Lindsay goes, uh. Yeah, I'll have a glass of wine. And then, but you can tell she like looks outside like, does Carl, does Carl see me? Uh, Chris is outside picking up trash. Chris asks, uh, where are we all sleeping to Kyle? And Kyle's like, I don't know, man. Maybe we're just like a swingers house. Kyle, see, Kyle just is trying to throw out things for people to pick up. Of Like, let's get crazy. And nobody's picking anything up. Like nobody, everybody's just like chill. And Kyle's like, okay, everybody, like go put on your swimsuits. It's always a bad sign when like, Kyle's like, go put on swimsuits, everybody. Hey, guys, make sure you 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 wait 30 minutes after you eat because you'll get tummy issues in the pool. Carl tells Chris, uh, and they go to their rooms to put on their, their swimsuits, and Carl's like, hey, Chris, we're going to Barry's boot camp at 8 tomorrow. And Chris goes, well, I actually, I, I go to real boot camp. I'm a, a Marine. And Carl goes, no way, Semper Fi, my man. And he man high five he's like yeah bro and carl's like my grandfather was a marine and uh and a talking dad chris goes you know i always knew i would be in the marines a lot of my family was and carl by the way is like standing at attention during this whole time with his hands behind his back and chris is like carl you don't have to stand at attention because i said i was in the marines and uh chris says something and i like this there's always something you can pick up from reality shows chris in a talking dad goes you know I, i learned really early on you can either complain every day or you can be grateful every day and listen, this is my first thing. Where I was like, okay, Chris, I like that. I like you can either complain every day or be grateful every day. Yeah, I've chosen to complain every day, but we all make our choices. You know what I'm saying? But I like that this is in there. Um, Maya, Paige, and Gabby are arguing about the cool hanging spots. 
Paige and Maya are talking about like, you know, Lindsay and Carl I was like, oh my God, it was so awkward. And Paige says, um, you know what? Talk to Carl. Like you miss your relationship with him. Talk, talk to him about it. He probably misses you too. And this is where I find that Paige kind of subtly threw Maya to the wolves here. Cause Paige was like, yeah, go talk to Carl. He'll love this. Talk, talk to him. Like he probably misses you too. And I feel like Paige knew that was a bad idea. Paige is like a mini Kyle Richards in some ways. And I feel like, I feel like she threw Maya to the wolves here. Cause I feel like we all knew that probably wasn't going to go well. And Maya even says like, I'm not trying to make it worse. And Paige goes, if Lindsay's dictating who he can be friends with, that's a bigger issue. Um, we cut to Kyle in the bathroom with Amanda and he's like, have you seen my penis? And Amanda's like, where did it go? I like that. These guys are the couple are, are, are at like that phase of the relationship where you make up penis songs about your significant other and not the Lindsay Carl biting each other's fingers off phase. Um, Kyle then asked Carl, Hey, do you think the speaker placement is good? in in the kitchen here like i want to like last summer and carl doesn't really answer and you can tell kyle's like why didn't he answer about speaker placement and he's like ah i'm pretty geeky about speakers and you can tell kyle's like just bummed that carl's not picking up on like being excited about speakers and uh i didn't realize kyle was such a sound nut did you like i always just that's what i'm saying like i didn't even realize that all these summers because there was actual things to pay attention to Lindsay comes into the room and uh, Carl's in there with Chris and and uh, Carl goes, can I touch my babe's boobs? And that like he touches them in front of Chris and <laughs> we see Chris outside and he's hitting on Sam and he's like, are you actually a real blonde? Just, can I sit down? And they're sitting down and Maya goes, uh, I'm very happy with Oliver, by the way, to the ladies. This really isn't much of a pool party, right? We all felt that. Carl's enjoying his shish kebabs. Um, Amanda says, uh, Kyle, bring out more lover boy product placement. And Maya goes, hey, Carl, can we speak for a second? And he's like, okay, yeah. What's up, Maya? And it starts a very awkward conversation. And uh, she's like, well, you know, you, uh, what's going on? You know, it looks like things are good with you and Lindsay. He's like, yep, I just moved in with Lindsay. And she goes, you guys seem very happy. And uh and let me start, Carl, by saying I'm very supportive of your relationship. And Carl goes, well, let me start by saying I, I didn't think you were. And she goes, well, Carl, I just had a really bad conversation with Lindsay at Family Feud. And um, Carl goes, well, let me, be, let me be honest. I'm not smoking weed like I used to. In a talking head, Carl talks about alcohol made me let me do a lot of things that were bad. It kind of led me down a certain path. And he goes, but I would not turn into a flaming asshole when I smoked weed as opposed to drinking. They call it California sober. Um, and I think Carl has then since realized that potentially doesn't work for him either. So he was pulling back on that, which is totally the right thing to do. you got to do the right things for yourself. And that's really hard because, I mean, I'm used to, we're all used to living our lives for other people, right? We're always like, oh, fuck, that's going to hurt them. Or that's going to, you know, you're, you're doing this chess game in your head of trying to make everybody happy. And at the end of the day, it's really hard. I still haven't realized you, you can't make everybody happy. And you're lucky if you can even try to make yourself happy. So Carl goes, I, I haven't spoken to you since... Los Angeles family feud. And Maya's like, I was told it was not appropriate to speak to you. And, uh, I have never been talked to that way by anybody. And Lindsay, um, you know, didn't even treat me like I was a human. And she said, I, I was hitting on you and I wasn't hitting on you. And Carl goes, well, I don't feel that way. I never thought that you were hitting on me. And 
she's, he's like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. That was hurtful. And, uh, Carl goes, I'm just learning that that was said. I didn't know that. And then this is like, Maya starts crying. And I was like, Ooh, man, girl, like this is, I was like paid. You shouldn't have like suggested she do that. And she goes, Carl, I care for you. And it was one of those things where I was like, I didn't realize it was this deep. And I think that probably threw Carl off a little bit. And Carl goes, Hey, I wasn't in the car with you. My, my, but my priority is her and I'm navigating friends I had before with, with this whole thing. And Maya goes, well, I'm just telling you like it is. And Carl goes, you know, you know, oh, sorry. And Maya goes, okay. I said, oh, okay. It's a really weird conversation. And I felt really bad for Maya, but also I don't know. I felt bad for Carl. Cause it's like, it's a really weird position to be put into. Um, Kyle comes over and sees this relationship. It's like, what's up? And Maya goes, let's amp it up. This party is bullshit anyways. Lindsay pulls Carl aside. Like, do you want to talk? He's like, yeah. And uh, she tells, uh, he tells Lindsay about everything. And Lindsay's like, well, I'm allowed to set boundaries in, you know, with her about something regarding my boyfriend. And the talking head, Lindsay goes, I don't expect Maya to know what was happening with Carl's life at that point. But I do, um, you know, I do expect her to ask about it. Carl was having a hard time with his sobriety. So I got sober at that point. And then I have Maya doing the opposite of that, asking him to smoke weed with her. And Lindsay tells Carl, I will not tolerate another summer of everything being on Lindsay. And I'm like, dude, this is already so much stress on Carl. You know, I, I don't know the strength of his sobriety at this point. Uh, you know, you heard him at the beginning of the show. He sounds great now, but this was, you know, six months ago, seven months ago. You never know. And this is so much because once again, I was like in Carl's head, was he just worrying about Lindsay the whole summer of like, that's the thing that I'm really trying to get a grip on of like, how worried is he? He seems like he's pretty chill around her. And, you know, he lets us know many times that he's never felt more like himself than with her. But at the same time, I'm just judging by how I've been in relationships in the past where I was completely worried about my significant other and how people were reacting to her and her sensitivity towards other people. So, um... Lindsay's like, well, you got to grow up at some point. I can't be the only adult here, which I feel like I was like, oh, damn, Lindsay, this is going to that line's going to be used against you at some point. Um, Kyle says, all right, guys, it's that time of the night. Let's drink shots out of glowy cups. And he goes, God, I feel like I'm corralling cats in a talking head. But it feels like that, too. Like, it's like, you know, Kyle begging people to do shots. Like, come on. You're drinking with Kyle. Cook, motherfuckers. Drink up. And Kyle goes, let's go swimming. And then we have some fun music, like, beep, 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 beep. And everyone's jumping in. Carl runs inside. And Paige gets in for a second. And then she's like, I don't want to be in the pool with the mullet twins, which I think was Chris and Kyle. And Kyle goes, hey, you guys, which is, uh, you know, Goonies. Come on, Goonies, Chunk and Sloth. Are you kidding me? Kyle's like, oh, man, seeing everybody go inside. We go into the kitchen. Everybody's talking about their workouts for the next morning. And Carl's like, not everybody. And a talking head. Um, Kyle was like, Carl was sober last summer and he wasn't around with, the, wasn't running around with a clipboard and going, can I count you in for an 8 a.m. workout? If this is the new normal, I'm going to jump out a window. And I get it, man. Like this, I get it. But also I get Carl's side. It's just that it's hard because I think it's a downshift for the audience too. And I've said this since the last season of Summer House and even Winter House was that I was curious how Carl would go in there. I didn't want him to risk his sobriety. I still want it to be fun. And I'm not saying sober people aren't fun because that is just not the case. But if you have a wild Tasmanian devil like Kyle Cook who lives and breathes on turning up... (laughs) 
on Summer House, then it's going to be natural conflict with everybody else that is not turning up to the degree that he wants people to turn up. I'm so sick of saying turn up. Paige goes, what a weird first day. And then we cut to Lindsay in the bedroom with Carl and, and Lindsay's like, how can I help you? And he goes, just love me. She goes, I do love you. It's like that cute couple thing. And like, I've been in those couple moments where it's like, it means so much. You're like, oh, yeah, I love you. I love you, babe. But then watching it on TV, I'm like, fuck that. Thank God nobody was filming when I when I did that. Amanda uh, in her room to the girls goes, do you know Leonardo da Vinci stayed in this house? And I sh- shit you not. I was like, oh, no way. That's crazy. Is that how could that even be true? But I believed it for some reason. And the babe goes, no, you mean Leonardo DiCaprio, which I was like, oh, my God. Please, at, like, I was like, check for like IDs around there. See if any girls like, help. Never, never mind. Anyways, that was a, I was trying to make a young age Leo joke. We cut to Kyle in the house. And this is my favorite scene. I think of the entire first episode is he's by himself. The only man he can count on himself. And he's ripping into food. He's now taking his alcohol. Like nobody's drinking with him. So he's getting into the food. He's like, I'm going to fucking get into these cookie dough balls. And he's just in a towel. And we're seeing everyone go to bed. He's like, fuck my keto diet. Fuck. And then he's talking. He's like, dude, I've ate a lot of keto bars. What are they putting in here? And then his towel drops and we get a little naked Kyle. And then he's like, classic. The only thing missing from this scene is like a fart. Like, oh, man. And then Kyle goes, I'm so fucking bored right now. And and Kyle, I think we kind of were too, man. And that's why I think they started at this place because they're just going to shoot right up. We cut to the next morning and it's a black and white camera in Lindsay and Carl's room. And they're getting ready for Barry's boot camp, folks. Lindsay goes, you know, Carl goes to, you know, Lindsay has always been the light in my life. I can literally be Carl who I am and she loves that person. I'm happy. I'm in love. And I know that. And it's like good for knowing yourself, dude. The new guy, Chris, goes out for a jog. Uh, now we're coming back from the workout. Everybody had a great workout, man. Work hard, play hard. Um, and the girls are talking in the bedroom and the Sam's like, oh yeah, it feels good here. And Paige's like, yeah, but have you guys picked up the underlying tension with Maya and Lindsay? Oh my God, it's wild. Um, we see Carl like med, I thought he was meditating on the couch while they were making breakfast, but it just turns out he was napping on the couch. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like we shouldn't have people napping at the summer house. If you want to nap, go to your bedroom, but we shouldn't have people napping in the living room. I love you, Carl, but let's not nap in the living room. Let's nap in our bedrooms. Let's turn up in the living room. Amanda says, I feel like I'm just like, I want to be a Carl, but at the same time, I'm still in my Kyle ways. You know, Amanda says um, to the girls, goes, oh, I think Kyle might be a little sad. He lost his buddy. I like when girls talk about us like we're just extremely dumb. We are. But like, I like when I hear, you know, like he lost his little buddy. Uh, Kyle walks in on Carl and Lindsay and it's just weird. It's just like weird. It's a weird vibe. And then uh, Carl and Lindsay go to get dressed and they're, they're getting ready. This is the 4th of July weekend. One of them says, isn't the 4th of July weekend always Kyle's birthday weekend? Uh, so we didn't get that this weekend, which I was like, this is Kyle's birthday weekend. We cut to Carl um, telling Lindsay in the bedroom, he's like, you're so fucking pretty, which is a sweet moment. We cut to Amanda's bedroom where she is helping Kyle do his mullet. Also very sweet. And then Paige tells Maya, um, hey, I got a bad news for you, Maya. I can't do tequila anymore. It makes me gag. They're all going to a day party. It's 2.18 p.m. I love the specific times. And Maya says, this is going to be the turn up of the century. And I'm like, 
who does somebody make you say that? Like, I don't even think nobody thinks it's going to be the turn up of the century. They're just going to a day party. They're all doing tequila shots at the party. And Paige goes, see you tomorrow. Cause Kyle tells her to Chris and Sam, the new guy and girl are flirting kind of, uh, but you know, we don't really know them. So we don't fully care yet, but I'm excited if I, you know, I'm excited to get to know them more and be more excited about this. Um, Maya tells Chris, like you and Sam, you're doing a little chatting. And Chris is like, there's a vibe there. Uh, and then they order three baskets of chicken tenders, which all also one of the more exciting moments of the show. <laughs> uh, Carl's like, Chris, because Chris is like, my dude friend's coming. And Carl's like, Chris, get your friend in here, man. We need more dudes. Like Carl really is like, I need more dudes in here. Uh, Maya wants to hear more about Craig from Paige. And Paige's like, we're happy. There's like a lot of pressure. Like, when are you moving in with him? And then Kyle asks Gabby in a separate conversation, like, what's your type? And Gabby goes, well, I'm very shallow, proudly. Um, I'm not, I don't want much depth. Like if there's a male model, that's like kind of my type. And I was, to be honest, it hasn't worked out that well for me, which is actually very funny. That's very fucking funny, actually. Um, and then Kyle's like, let's do a hot lap. And you point out the guys you like. And then this guy, Jerez, Jerez comes in. That's Chris's friend. And he's like six, five or something. And he's like a male Adonis model. And then Carl immediately gets like, dude, what are you, man? Six, five. Oh no. And then like, this is why I know I'm like not a bro. Cause Carl, like immediately they like go back to back to see how tall they are. And I'm like, this is the kind of male camaraderie I need. Nobody's ever like, are you six foot bro? And I'm never like, yeah, measure me, bro. Uh, but Carl's loving it. Carl's loving it like too much. And then Gabby and I talking heads like, I didn't realize I could manifest manifest the type of guy I was looking for. I must be a witch because, like, this is the male model type. Chris introduces Jerez to Lindsay and Gabby. Uh, Chris and Jerez met in a salsa class. And then Chris is like, yeah, you just do salsa at the drop of a hat. And then immediately, like, scoops Sam up and, like, does salsa with her. And it was like, woo. And Kyle goes... Oh man, last night was, oh, it starts raining in the Hamptons. So that's another bummer. And Kyle goes, dude, last night was the lamest in the Hamptons of all time, of all my time in the Hamptons. And Kyle's like, they're two, those two are two of my best friends, Carl and Lindsay. You would be thinking I would be jumping up and down now. That dude just officiated my wedding and I barely recognize him. And then uh, he asks, well, how, how is it work-wise? And Kyle's like, well, I'll be honest. It's weird work-wise too. And then we find out on Talking Head, since April, Carl's been checked out. And, like, to be honest, there's a new love in his life, and I'm scared to death to talk to him. Like, I've been avoiding him. I uh, I want them to be amazing together, but I think there's someone in his ear, which he's referring to as Lindsay. Now we're back to the summer house from the party of the century, 9.54 p.m., Saturday night, and Chris is already going to bed. He's got, like, a, a motivational book on his bedstand, I noticed. I've, I know because I think I have that book. Lindsay asks Carl, goes, do you, are you done hanging out for the day? And he's like, yep. Yep. He didn't say yep. He goes, yep. And Lindsay in a, like the lovey voice goes, you've had your fill for the day. And he's like, yep, you sure have my baby, baby. And then everyone's going to bed all of a sudden next morning and Kyle in the, uh, the, uh, the kitchen, they're all in their under undies. And Kyle asks Chris if he's staring at his meat. Love it. Uh, we cut to Paige laying down, doing what she does best. Lindsay um, is outside with Carl, and Lindsay's like, have you talked to Kyle about work this weekend? And Carl's like, nope, I just, uh, you know, he hasn't even asked about our move in. Then we cut to Kyle. It's like summer loving, summer loving, but just 
sad. Kyle's in the kitchen with Amanda and Kyle tells Amanda, I think I'm going to have that conversation with Carl. And Amanda's like, it's okay, bud. It's okay. It's okay, but it's okay. And Kyle's like, I'm not getting anything professionally or personally from this relationship. And Amanda says, you know, it's natural for things to change, you know, once they started dating. And then Kyle goes, the vibe is off. The vibe I'm picking off is that he's close to quitting. Then we get to Carl outside and Carl's like, I'm scared, you know, I'm scared. We're friends and I'm scared if we're friends only because of Loverboy or not. And Lindsay's like, you know, he's filling these roles in your life, like your boss and your old, the older brother figure that you lost, but you also have that working relationship. And then Lindsay very wisely says, just no, going in, no matter what happens, he's going to be let down. And if you accept that now, you'll be okay. And that's really fucking wise. That's a really like, no matter what, it always reminds me of these situations. I always compare it to Return of the Jedi. I know it's like, you might not even like Star Wars, but Luke Skywalker, he's like in a ship, like, you know, light years away from Darth Vader, but he knows he has to go face Darth Vader. He knows it. And I remember as a kid going like, yeah, but like, why dude? Like Darth Vader might kill you, man. Like you're literally on a spaceship, like eons away. Like, don't, don't man. Like stay alive, man. Rock on. But he's like, no, I got to do it. It's like something I know I have to do. And there are these moments in life that there's these things where like, fuck, because you know, it's not, you know, it's not going to go well. You know, eventually it'll be okay. But you know, the initial moment's not going to go well. And it's, those are really hard moments in life. But I love this piece of advice is like, sometimes just accept it's not, you know, it's not going to be smooth and, and you'll be okay in the end. And that's really where this episode ends. So it's like kind of sad. And they're like, this year on Summer House. And we see more partying. We see Danielle crying. Little Danielle. We see Andrea pop in. We see Corey, Sierra. We find out that Amanda and Kyle might be having troubles with getting pregnant. We have Craig and Paige. We have Carl going to get the ring. And then we have Paige and Danielle's ear of like, you've been a really good friend to them. Have they been a good friend to you? Once again, Paige, Kyle Richard. So you guys, that is Summer House. Season seven, episode one recap. What did you guys think? Was it, I mean, I hope it was, I don't know, man, but don't worry. We're going to cover every flipping moment of this on the Patreon. I'm sure I'll talk about some themes of this on the main show. So keep tuning in anyways. And we got a great rest of the week for you on So Bad It's Good. We got uh, an amazing Wednesday episode uh, that will kind of be a Valentine's Day with me and Annabelle DeSisto where we recap a movie. Then we'll be doing Vanderpump Rules. Uh, and we have another great guest uh, coming that I'll be talking to tomorrow. So we have a great rest of the week. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Tell your friends, subscribe. Just make a playlist of all my videos and just go through them, you guys. And I hope you have a beautiful Valentine's Day. And if you don't have a Valentine's, please be mine, okay? I love you guys. Bye. Batches.